HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit HearstRanch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. So here we are for another episode of the Young Farmers Policy Podcast Series on WGXC. We're in the studio at, in Hudson, downtown Hudson, of our wonderful community-powered radio station talking about the Farm Bill and the programs that are of use to you as you are uh, initiating your agricultural career, helping to interpret and discover all the different aspects of that work. And I'm happy to be joined today in the studio by Charlotte Carter. Hello, Charlotte. Hi. Happy New Year, Severin. Happy New Year to you. And Charlotte is the head of the New York State Agricultural Mediation Program. And can you explain what is the agricultural mediation and what is the agricultural mediation program? The um, the New York State Agricultural Program is one of about 37 states that has uh, a program that offers mediation services to people who are farmers and others in agribusiness to solve, um, resolve conflicts. And um, it was part of the farm bill in passed in 1987, the last farm um, credit crisis. And um, in New York, it started in 2002, I think, is when we first... So we offer a wide variety of services in New York, and we partner with our mediation centers that serve all the residents in every county of the state. And my program, it gets to focus just on agriculture. Lucky you. Yes, I am lucky. Food fights doesn't get much better. <laughs> well, and so, so this is a program that's supported by the USDA and is underneath the Farm Bill. Mm-hmm. With understanding, you say it was founded in the last credit crisis. Yes. So this is really founded on the understanding that in times of financial strain that it's often the, the need that we have a need a need that we have is for conflict resolution. So another way of saying that is heartbreak 
needs healing. Needs healing. And, and it's a recognition in a lot of um, uh, government agencies that mediation was a superior way, a much better way to resolve conflict. The core cases that were the first legislation addressed were um, adverse to, uh, a method of appealing adverse decisions when you were a customer working with the USDA, whether it was the FSA, NRCS, or just a rural homeowner um, with a con- um, an adverse decision from rural devel- development, you had several ways that you could appeal an adverse decision, and mediation was one of them. At, they found um, that that worked so well uh, that they expanded it to include um, other creditors as well as the USDA. So, so in times, for instance, in the after slavery was banned in the South, there were a lot of tenant farmers and sharecroppers in the South, and there was tremendous conflict um, because often those who were issuing credit had been the sh- the shopkeepers, had been the landowners, and there was a long legacy of inequality between those two parties. And I know that there was a lot of organizing around the Southern tenant. Work Southern Tenant Farmers Union having to do with getting fair a fair rate, having a fair process, and you know essentially having accountability for those agents in the local town. So in a sense, this is the same kind of legacy of making sure that we have justice and fairness in in places that are small and far away, and where not always does it feel that the rule of law extends equally to all members of the community. Right, you've you've hit. Um, that's an extraordinary historical context that I hadn't I hadn't thought of it in in those terms. It um, mediation became um, a much more of a grassroots uh, organization in in this country. Oh, in the sixties and seventies, I think, and it all it has to do with fairness and justice. Um, our slogan for NISAMP is um, has slipped my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it anyway, I'll, I'll, it'll come right back. Um, it, it's, about, so, but, it's about fairness and justice. Fairness and justice. So and and it's fairness. Um, well, mediation is one form. Let's back up a little bit. It's a form of alternative dispute resolution. Um, and which meant it's an alternative to the formal legal system. Um, and it has to do with, instead of the kind of fairness that we talk about in terms of laws, which often leaves people who've entered the, the court system feeling that the outcomes are not just or not fair, it allows, it retains the power to, to, for the people to decide themselves what's fair, what's a fair outcome. Well, and so in one of our previous policy podcasts, we had Jason Foscolo, who's an agricultural lawyer, mm-hmm. and he's in New York State, and, and, you know, he was talking about, you know, walking into an agreement, walking into uh, a negotiation, a transaction, a lease, a loan, whatever, you know, really knowing what's at stake and what's on the table and having it really clear in your mind um, so that you don't have to get into a legal tangle. What would be the kind of core guidance points for from a from a mediation perspective when you're walking into an agreement or or a, 
transaction. Or, or, or walking into a conflict, or, or walking, <laughs> or walking away from an agreement, perhaps. Um, as as mediators, we have the privilege and the honor to watch people, um, and we see um, an amazing ar- array of behaviors. Some highly dysfunctional um, conflict methods, uh, methods of, of handling disputes, and but we also, um, at, at, in very very often, probably the majority of the times, see people rising above that and coming to the most creative and really inspiring outcomes that nobody would have ever guessed. So um, we, uh, I guess some of my suggestions would be to first talk with the other person. Um, talk, to, you know, go to them and talk. Don't handle it through phone calls or emails. Um, don't avoid it. Uh, if it's escalating, um, talk to them. If that's not working... Well, there's, and there's some advice, too, in, in preparing to talk with them. One is to figure out what your interests are. What, um, in, in this country, we're taught to handle conflict through kind of positional arguing. I'm right, you're wrong, and the only resolution is you do what I think you ought to do. Um, if you look at what your underlying interests are, and this can take a little spade work and digging and sifting, um, then you can start to figure out in, instead of a position, what you really need. Um, and if you can do that and identify your interests and then put on the other person's moccasins and figure out what they need, then some things will ap- arise. You'll see some joint interests and some interests that, don't, that aren't necessarily parallel. And um, that brings a lot more clarity. Um, we, we have... Standard advice, like, you know, address the problem, don't attack the person, approach it sort of collaboratively. Um, When you talk, be also prepared to listen. You can sometimes carve out a little space for yourself by saying, I really want to understand where your your point of view, I may not, and and I, I suggest people say, I may not agree with you, but it's important to me to understand. That allows you to kind of let go of your viewpoint and understand theirs. And that's, um, that will allow the other person to feel really heard, and that um, will help them to move forward and perhaps meet you at uh, a, a place where there's some common ground. So for those of us who are greenhorns to, to professional life and to farming and perhaps to a new community, and we're learning how to negotiate uh, for 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 grains, for borrowing and, and sharing equipment, for making lease agreements, for being neighborly or receiving neighborly advice, um, we may not know that we need such guidance. But if we find that we do, how do we how do we find you, and in what way um, do we access these services? Um, you can. Uh, go to our website, which is NYSAMP, N-Y-S-A-M-P, New York State Agricultural Mediation, dot com. And uh, on the left-hand side, there's um, a list of uh, um, uh, a button for local affiliates, and you can find your local mediation center and talk to them about it. They can help you sort of assess the situation and help you figure out... Um, some steps to address it that might be helpful. 
Um, and all those prog most of those programs are free. There are some that require more advanced skills and techniques, and that may they may be low cost. I'm talking about things like divorce mediation. Um, you, if you're right in this immediate er area, uh, Common Ground is your local mediation center, and there's a link to them on our website, too. You can also call me. There's a free number for farmers, 866-669-7267. That's on my website also. So that's 866-669-7267. And that's for help in figuring out a course of action, getting yourself prepared for a conversation, thinking through what kind of outcome would be acceptable, mm -hmm. and, and getting mentorship and guidance in that. Or even having a little a little training. Yes, I'm I'm happy to talk with people and do consultation on the phone. Um, I can connect you with with your local mediation centers, and they'll do the same for you. Um, also, with my program, education is really important. We have um, part of our budget is for training. So, if there is a group of farmers or others in, involved in agribusiness, I'll be happy. And you'd like some a workshop on negotiation or something like that on conflict management, helping you ad identify your own conflict styles and um, and think about some alternative approaches. Um, we'll be happy to talk about that too. Well, it sounds like a very useful thing to engage in. I I hope that we can arrange that for this coming season for Greenhorns and for the Young Farmers of the Valley. Great. Yeah, we, we provide funding either, I mean, we provide training for, um, there's a, a wonderful group uh, called the, um, let me see, there were two, Upper Hudson Valley Leadership Forum. It's a, uh, a great program provided through Cooperative Extension, um, and we did a, a one-day training in, in conflict negotiation management, negotiation skills, communication skills. Um, we also do it for LEAD, which is another really fine uh, leadership. It's a two-year obligation uh, or commitment for the LEAD program. So there's great education programs available. So these are programs, again, this is funded by the USDA, through the Farm Bill, by citizens, for the benefit of citizens. It's a public investment in peace, <laughs> peace in the countryside. Um, exactly. Our, um, the funding, the bulk of the funding for my program does come from the USDA. We're part of the Farm Bill um, and all those other states uh, as well. Uh, in New York, the, the grant for the funding goes to an arm of the court system, um, the Office of ADR, of the uh, Unified Court System, and they oversee and provide funding for all of the mediation centers. And again, I just want to stress that mediation services are available to all residents. Um, my program just specializes in the agricultural issues. So if you have questions or thoughts, I hope that you will go onto the website of nysamp.com, which is our wonderful New York State mediation, agricultural mediation program. And this is Charlotte Carter. And look forward to in the spring... Uh, as the, as it was as the as it's now the new year. It's the new year. <laughs> oh, it's already this year. Well, we better get busy. <laughs> There's a young farmers mixer in mid March, and I think by that time we'll know 
if we can manage to put together a training for the young farmers of this valley as we negotiate our way uh, into a takeover <laughs> of this agricultural landscape and start to repopulate those barns that are empty and uh, make friends with those that are still full. Um, any, any parting thoughts about how, as young people, we could prepare ourselves let, let me just add one thing that I forgot in the chain of how my organization works. Uh-huh. Um, I work for an independent nonprofit, which is called NYSDRA, the New York State Dispute Resolution Association. And it is a combination of a membership association of people involved in mediation, facilitation, arbitration across the state. Um, and it's a, uh, and then it also administers some straight, statewide Programs. So NYSAMP is one of them. There's another one, mediation services for um, special ed kids, um, their families. There's another, there's an arbitration program for Lemon Law, for cars or trucks, and now farm equipment, too. Yes. So if so, you get so, a lemon. <laughs> if you get a lemon. They know where to yeah, call. I don't think used, though. So Only new lemons. I, I think it's new lemons, but I'm not sure about the farm equipment. That's a pretty new program. Um, But parting shots, um, what I'm very excited about in working with Greenhorns is um, I think that as mediators, we can help facilitate conversations um, in farm transfers when we're talking about intergenerational conversations um, between maybe landowners and um, new farmers, uh, perhaps between uh, some of the people that I know at FSA and um, Farm Bureau, um, Ag and Markets. So to help, when we're advocating for ourselves, you often are in a position of you're, you're having a conversation and you're pr- ha- having to juggle it um, and manage the conversation yourself. With a neutral, we make that whole process a whole lot easier. I think you can advocate more strongly, more directly when you've got someone there to assist with the conversation, make sure that the um, balance of power is kind of evened out a bit, making sure that communication is clear. Um, If you're thinking about a farm transition or uh, a leasing situation, if things get sticky and emotions are there, um, there's a mediator who can handle that. My own experience as being involved in a participant in mediation is that I could be much stronger uh, advocate for myself with the help of the neutral. So that would be if you were negotiating a lease agreement, talking out of the terms of a lease, discussing the condition of a property, thinking about housing on the land or not on the land or access, and talk that whole conversation of talking things through with the landowner, having a third person there who's a mediator to kind of game game gamekeeper, whatever you, what do you say? <laughs> I don't know, but manage the agenda. Yeah, yeah, we, we help you to develop the agenda, to communicate more clearly, avoid misunderstandings. Um, if there is conflict, we find that there's a much higher um, resolution rate with mediation. Then you keep the power yourself, you're not giving it away other to others to speak for you, so the communication is more direct, and um, there's generally better understanding. It really builds, what, what I love about it is watching how it restores and builds on relationship. Even if people are walking away from a relationship, for instance in divorce, um, it, it, uh, it, Im- 
usually improves understanding and uh, and trust, and that's that's the joy of the the sweet spot of mediation. Well, to see that growing again. Well, that sweet spot may that sweet spot can continue growing, and may the relationships around agriculture stay sweet, as sweet as possible, <laughs> and productive, and productive. Yeah, and. Uh, and if you have more more questions, we hope you join again for another policy podcast. My name is Severin. We're Greenhorns. We're in the main square at downtown Hudson in our office and online at www.thegreenhorns.net. The number for NYSAMP again is 1-800, or sorry, 1-866-669-7267. That's 1-866-669-7267. Seven two six seven. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you so much, Severin. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.